welcome to the Chad and Devin podcast. I will, I'm Chad, and I'll be the Chad tonight. And nice. <laughs> yeah. And who are you? Uh, Devin. Nice, Devin. Uh, that's good. How are you doing? Oh, not too bad. I'm just getting kind of hot already. I mean, I guess it's June, but like the last week was really hot, like the end of May. So, like, hun- you know, hundreds and stuff. So, just, yeah. Uh, yeah. We're in Arizona. It's just, so. It just uh, prepped up, I guess. There's no in between. Right. So, it's just cold and hot. So, there's no. Uh, like transition period or something. Right, crazy. we don't really have seasons. Other countries have seasons where I guess there's like periods of time where it's like a season per month. Like, because I've talked to some international people from my just uh, through my work, and so I've talked to people from China and Australia. And uh, I haven't asked this about Australia at least, but at least in China, people have told me that they have all four seasons, and it's so different than <laughs> us because we just have hot. And then, yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's hot it. and hotter. That's hot. all. Yeah. <laughs> no, no other options. Hot and hotter. And <laughs> yeah. I, there's hot like cluster. one or two days where it might it might actually be cold, but but cold for us is like yeah yeah it's, it's, true. it's nothing. It's, n- it's not. It's not the same kind of cold. It's not even fair to call it cold. It's like yeah. 30, it's like forty or thirty degrees. Yeah, it's, it's only cold technically because water will freeze at 32 but it doesn't feel as bad as other (laughs) but yeah it's i just you know worked landscaping in the winter and summer and yeah i mean like 28 degrees uh, was like the lowest i think at like 5 a.m when i had to go in for work and that you know to us that was like the antarctica or something yeah (laughs) I, I I actually I actually used the uh, car exhaust from my little vehicle thing to warm my hands up. I I didn't like not all the time, but like I didn't have too many other options really. Keep going inside and waste time, or you know, my hands are I just can't deal with my hands being <laughs> super cold. So, yeah, because you have to work. You have to use like fine movements with your hands and you can't I can't move them when it's too cold. So like yes. grabbing 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 a broom and trying to sweep fast just my hands won't do what I tell it to do because it's too cold. That's <laughs> yeah, your nerves are on like defense mode. They can't I just, you know they're yeah. frozen up. It's just you're yeah, frozen. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, I uh it just made me think of that for some reason. I don't know. I always say I like the cold, but I mean, when I say I like the cold, I, I mean, I like it. The gentle cold, which would be like, uh, and not even cold. I, I guess I'm talking like San Diego type weather where it's like 80 or 75 or something like that, where it's not, the sun's out, but it's not too honey, uh, too sunny. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it's not like there's a breeze going. It's It's kind of nice, but that's why California is, you know, expensive and there's the beach and right and, and yeah. other problems <laughs> yeah i i lived there for two months uh during, right. during their spring so i guess like may to july well part of the yeah. summer so yeah and yeah it had its pluses but yeah it's the negatives 
for me, just I don't know. So it was right. a much. So for sure, no. Yeah. The last one I was there, which was not for um, I mean, even happy stances, uh, for happy, for good, for you know, like positive reasons, but just to right. my you know, like dad, but that it was okay. Uh, I mean, it was. However, seeing the visiting the state again was kind of stressful. Like with the driving and yeah. the interactions of the of the people. <laughs> I mean, Definitely. not everyone, but a lot of people were just very angry, and it, it felt kind of like New York in a way. What I would have, and that was where I was born. It was Southern California, and yeah, uh, that's true. But I have that perspective as a kid. I've been, I grew up more in Arizona than in California when we think about most of my life. So, uh, right, yeah. I mean, I'm like, uh, yeah, from New York's upstate, but um, I've almost been here longer or at the same time as I've been in New York. So it's been 12 years here. And of course, 18. It, yeah, 18 years in New York. So it's, it's getting closing uh, in soon. I mean, eventually. It's more than half. It'll, so it's actually, like, yeah. it's actually in a comparable, you know, frame of, where it's like a 60, yeah. 40 or 70. It's not even that. It's like fifty. Yeah, it's like sixty-four. Something about that kind of percentage, you know. Yeah, exactly. To where it'll come up there pretty soon here. It'll so. have way and then surpass, and then like, oh my gosh, and yeah. just like, uh, <laughs> it's yeah, time, time, and then each year seems to go increasingly faster, almost double, double the speed. Where it, it's like an exponential kind of growth, right? Uh, at least it feels like that to me, it, especially as having kids where I, if I go back and look at pictures from a few years ago, I'm like, oh, man, it's it just doesn't even look like the same kid. And I, I kind of miss those times or even from a year ago. Yeah. And I started mm-hmm. remember, I get floods of memories and I'm like, whoa, I, I just realized how much time has passed. And it doesn't even feel like that long ago. And sometimes uh, I don't know, we'll talk about a movie or I'll talk about a movie with someone and. I'll say like, oh yeah, it's kind of a you know newer movie, and and then, you know, like we watched Snowpiercer, and like, dude, that's from 2013. Like, well, I mean, it's not from 1990, so it's newer. So, yeah, and it kind of and it kind of just had a TV show released recently, like, you know, uh, yeah, there's not it's like not directly related to the movie. I think just like similar storyline type of thing setting okay. but i just found out like the other day that cool. uh so it's kind of in the discussion again with just entertainment so it's kind of relevant to revisit the movie and net trending on netflix <clears throat> trending on netflix of course and stuff like that <laughs> yeah yeah and uh i i had definitely heard about it from before when before you mentioned it and I just heard about it from, I seen it on Netflix and I'd heard about it because I've looked into that director before he directed Parasite, which yeah. I still need to see. And I think he directed another movie that I have seen. I can't remember, but I know. Uh, Okja, I think. Which one? The Okja. Or... Okja. Oh yeah, I did. I did watch that one. Yeah, oh, that was him oh. too. I, I looked it up uh, see, to see what else he had done. That one's so. also available on Netflix. And, uh, um. Yeah, we're, was... we're we're not sponsored in any way, but yeah, no. we still we still <laughs> right. like Netflix now. <laughs> we just we just <laughs> yeah, Netflix. That's just how we would be uh, cool. Uh, watch a lot of these movies, which 
because a lot of people are Netflix at this point. Yeah. You might as well be recommending Netflix movies so we have like easy accessible yeah. movies because right. uh, I don't know other stations that I've listened to not, not a problem of theirs but some of their movies have been hard to uh, get a hold of like they're they'll want to investigate like an obscure foreign film and there's not really a good way to get it other than you know have pay a lot on Amazon for it and yeah. you know, you're not really trying to buy a foreign film you're not sure if you're gonna love and <laughs> Or uh, torrent it or, you know, get it illegally or some way like that. And it's like, you don't really want to do that either. So I like us having, reviewing at least, like, at least if it's on Netflix or a Prime, I know there's some kind of a pay gate, but it's, it's like rent it or buy it off of Prime for like seven bucks, depending on what we're saying. Yeah, that's true. Um, And it's, it's just. The majority of people have at least one or both of those services. Yeah. So it's just probably what, like, I could safely say, I don't know, like, I could be pretty generous, like, like 75% or 70% of the population has one or both of those. Like, I yeah, could say, I'm... like, I can, that it's almost safe to say one or both, like, you know, because Prime will get you Prime. Uh, video so it's like yeah it's not it's crazy <laughs> it's, it's, right i mean i, yeah. I don't have trouble believing that number it's, it's, yeah. you know, it's up there it's i always get overwhelmed when i think of a number because then i start you know doubting myself in, in, in ways i kind of go back and forth but i i know it's up there for sure it's it's yeah you know more That's than great. half and way oh. more than half and oh yeah and, and i just you especially know, I was, right now <laughs> especially these days so right now more than ever yeah so and then well i guess uh before moving on to the the movie we should talk about uh we should just touch on the george floyd news as sort of uh, discussed because uh i i do like keeping the you know this podcast uh in this channel you know, as you said, uh, like sort of a, a break from that because I think it's <clears throat> important, in, you know, in life too. Uh, but it's also good to touch on this and acknowledge it because we're, I don't know, there's riots happening. Yeah. Things happening here in, in Phoenix. That's stores true. have been shut down around, while well, we're in, I'm in Tempe, stores have been shut down around. Walmarts were shut down uh, the other day just in preparation because they knew riots were going to happen right. in general. So yeah, curfew stopping. I needed to curfew is put into place again. Yeah. We got issued the curfew. Um, I was actually trying and I didn't quite, I forgot about it. And I stopped by Wendy's to get my family some frosties and there's, it was about seven thirty or seven twenty, and there's a huge line of uh, cars and it took like 30 minutes to get just some frosties for my kids. And anyway, sorry, that was not the topic. Uh, we need to. I'm so sorry. We're, I wanted to talk about uh, George Floyd right. and this uh, tragedy. Um, sorry, it's it's hard to even yeah. bring up because where to start? Right. Uh, I know. One, it is, go ahead. Yeah, it is tough. I mean, uh, it's pretty much you could say from any angle, like objectively, that it's just a bad situation like it was you know yeah. a, 
a bad thing that happened to like you know whatever way you slice it uh, and uh i mean it's not like yeah this sort of thing never never happened or before but it's yeah. just being brought into the public eye you know yet again and uh, at a time where people are kind of tensions were already like a all-time high with the COVID-19 yeah like you know pent-up energy and it's, uh you know so it's kind of happened at a time where it's people are more susceptible to do these things yeah. like rioting and which yeah I, you know I don't you know condone that sort of thing like rioting violence but I do you know understand uh they something has to be done I just I mean sometimes uh I've heard about the you know protesters that are out there and uh you know doing that sort of thing just makes more sense to me honestly and I people that are going out there you know it's risky too to go anything could happen even if you're you know, peacefully protesting, someone could come in. I, I mean, you know, you just never know. But I guess they're trying to do something. You know, gain yeah. more awareness, and, um, things like that, and you know, um, rallying up for the, the cause. Because uh, I guess that's ultimately what people should be doing is. Uh, binding together at a time like that. I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think it's about coming together, and and there's been good examples of this, uh, or demonstrations of this. Of uh, I I cannot remember. There's a lot to keep track of. I cannot remember, there, but there's a certain police chief who. Uh, like removed his helmet uh, and had was like hugging people and, and like made a speech that he was going to st- uh, stand with them. And this was just something I read. I didn't even watch this video. And that's why I'm having, I kind of skimmed through this. I, but I was more focused on the George Floyd incident itself more than uh, sort of these responses, but it just, uh, there has been good acknowledgement, you know, out there, but there, there's just uh the riots and people I think are just finding advantage just times to, you know, attack target. And Mm. I, I, I agree with protesting and and voicing your, you know, nonviolent, like Martin Luther King style, you know, nonviolently like marching and protesting. This is because it was in injustice. Uh, I mean, I guess I want to ask: did, did you watch the video or any of the video footage <clears throat> of that? Uh, Not that you have to. Uh, just, uh, just like clips. Here. Yeah, just like a few second <laughs> clip, like uh, sort of thing that when it, when it first broke on in uh, Facebook was you know it's flooded. It's still it's flooded today mainly because of the uh, you know blackout Tuesday, but yesterday in the week uh, before, yeah, it was every other post, yeah, so I yeah. I did click on a few of those and just see what people's opinions were, and I, it's crazy, because uh, even it's taking place 
really close to us too, like these looters that yeah, you know, Scottsdale Fashion Square even. Yes. I, that's I, I was like, wow, that's quite close to me. They're not too far. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, frequented that mall quite a bit it's like before. That's the one that's uh wait, is that the one that we used to go to to watch that? Uh, some of those, some of those movies we've, we was... have seen I think we did see Anomalisa there if I'm not mistaken yeah because it's yeah. the really it's nice the, the expensive mm-hmm. theater that has like the most comfortable Rough seats ice. ever yeah exactly. it's like the fancy hard yeah it's it, it's that. like totally worth it Changing to me yeah. <clears throat> I mean yeah. Alamo's great too but yeah <clears throat> I heard uh, I need to see how true this is but uh Marlo, my wife, of course, uh, she told me that Alamo Draft House, I heard they're going out of business. Or, and, oh, wow. yeah, I need to see how true that is, but oh. I hope not. Yeah, since, so I love that place. I've, two times I've went there, yeah, once or twice. Yeah, me too. I, <clears throat> and that's like, that's the thing I, some people I've heard about before were thinking what the, you know, uh, what will happen to movie theaters, of course, and uh, like a movie theater like that would almost be more justifiable. Like you're paying for what you're paying for is the, you know, kind of the luxury and like yeah. the nice, you know, dinner experience. Exactly. Yeah. You're not yeah. like, that's the separating thing versus renting it on a big screen in your house or having a yeah. projector at home or something versus, you know, yeah. the cheap, I mean, there's a place for those cheap, you know, like Pollock, theaters too because of you know costs and things but like the medium like the harkins amc like the middle where it's it's like you know it's good but it's not the, it's not the specialty yeah. one or it's not the cheap one the ones like that would make less sense than those the two opposites if, if like things were going to change i mean yeah i wish i would wish that the uh that the specialty like the budget or the art house theaters that yeah, don't stay exactly. in business preferably but exactly. it seems like those also have the hardest times because they have more specific target markets and yeah, the, like lower funding and things like that so right. it's just many factors so harkins will probably survive this and other theaters will like that are loan businesses will <clears throat> you know they won't they can't afford to pay the rent because they have no customers so they have to right. close their shop and just uh, it just hurts me because I just hope that like even if they like close their shop, I, I feel like that. Play, how I say, you don't need to dissolve your business. Even I know you, you may have to find other work or do something else for now, but I would just sort of thinking longer term that uh, assuming that at some point COVID's going to move to like you know go away and businesses are going to like these these people that places that own uh empty offices because no are not just offices but empty buildings because every business had to close they're going to need people to rent out this space so prices are going to be kind of low so they can kind of jump back on and get their business going uh but sorry i know the conversation got a little derailed just touching back to uh uh george floyd just to post on that i'll a little bit more. Uh, I just wanted to say that I I did watch at least some video footage. I took some time to uh, when I, 
I always hate saying the word investing. You don't have to just like use go to some like YouTube, you know, videos and go to the internet. But it is really a good source because you get a lot of like cell phone video cameras. A lot of like you get a lot of perspective, which is is really good when you're trying to get information. Is challenged perspective from like you know left and right wing sources or you know just individual people who call on their cell phone. And um, mm-hmm. uh, but in this case, I watch security camera footage and stuff, and it's it's really hard to uh, to, to just watch it all happen as as the police were you know clearly clearly you know in the in the wrong uh there's no reason you know have the to he had his like knee on him for it was over it was like eight and a half minutes more than eight and a half minutes and just it, it's just like it, right there's no reason to and then he was you know begging you saying i can't breathe i can't please stop so just what reason like do you need as a police officer what is he doing just by keeping his knee on him he's not yeah he was i i don't remember he was already like cuffed and down and stuff it's like okay you know based on the floor like some people uh and i've heard this on not endorsed by joe rogan's podcast but i wanted to you know millions of at least i listen to him frequently but i listen to some clips and yeah and, uh, I have to. Yeah, I just. Um, I sorry, I kind of spaced on my. Yeah, I, I didn't see his opinion. Point I've I didn't it. see his opinion on it myself. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> I should have brought. We keep. I keep getting off. Uh, keep trailing off a little bit from George Floyd, but it, he was. It was clearly you know, clearly I'm wrong. And then what was also a bit disgusting to, to hear that I didn't know about at first, but there was a sort of a bad autopsy done from the police that, that was showing like that the first autopsy was showing signs of, was saying that the cause of death was like a pre, pre, like a pre-existing condition uh, that occurred at the time of like a police arrest or something. It was, it was like, no, this is dumb. And, and the, the family had their own autopsy done. And there was a, there were like two more autopsies done that, you know, confirmed, confirmed. It was uh, like asphyxiation and, and like blood loss to the brain, which is just even, even worse, which is, I just mean that it's, it's hard to talk about this, but it, it's just, uh, uh, I, I guess it's important. I feel that it's important to acknowledge because it's uh you know none of it should have happened and i wish you know it didn't and uh i mean there's not even really much else to say about it it's it's very strange for me to see uh because i mean i'm white but how i interact i don't even look or acknowledge skin color to me it's sort of like looking at hair color i can't like look at someone's hair color or anything and know anything about them some people you know dress like what you may describe as like a gothic punk but you know they're super genuine nice people yeah you know what i mean i just mean you can never judge someone with how they're 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 dressed you cannot judge the book by their cover paint broad brush and i just i cannot believe any of this racism is and everything is happening this late i we, i feel like we keep getting feelings of like it's over now it's over like yeah like, 
the police have learned and everyone's kind of learning. We can kind of rest. And then it <clears> keeps <throat> happening. So it kind of shows that there's a, you know, yeah, it just feels like, yeah, it's kind of forgotten about or just dealt with and like as a norm. And, uh, um, until, yeah, something else happens and it's, it's like, it has to be like a taught thing. Like, I don't know how you can, people can be born, uh, you know, thinking these bad thoughts about people. Um, it has to be like a, you know, taught thing yeah. environment that they're in, you know, they, yeah, that, uh, I a hundred percent agree, agree too. And uh, there's even been people, there's uh, one gentleman, I cannot remember his name, but he uh, was kind of known for visiting, the, he's a black guy, and he was visiting the KKK and actually having conversations with them and, and inviting them to lunch and at least certain members. And he, you know, because he's trying to say like, well, why, why do you think this, why he, not attack them, but just ask, well, why, why do you think this? Can we sit down and just talk? What, well, what is it that you think of? And and through you know peaceful demonstration because i really think when it comes to and this is going to kind of kind of tie in with the riots when it comes to you know rhetoric when you're trying to make your point how you demonstrate it how you present it is just a big big part of it and when you present your argument like what are you afraid of you know you can kind of when you ask the question and let them do all the talking and and uh I just feel like you're able to communicate this way and really resolve the problem. You know, uh, I wish it could be more like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Definitely. Uh, thank you. Uh, well, that's, I, I mean, I think we did fair piece on that and we probably went even uh, more than expected to, but that's no, that's good. Uh, and I mean, I guess I just, you know, rest in peace, George Floyd. And I hope, uh, you know, everyone with his family and, everything's okay with out there and I hope everyone can be safe like through the riots and stuff that's uh and coronavirus is this stuff is just super scary and it really gets to me so um I'm kind of sensitive to death and everything so yeah I just hope everyone can be okay out there with this uh anyway to talk about more actually not more lighter things uh yeah right I know since the movies <laughs> like just to start off like darker and more gritty no, than I ever expected, honestly. So, right. I don't know. I mean, I thought I thought it was going to be, you know, kind of a survival action movie. Yeah. Uh, so I guess to clarify for any listeners, is this a non-spoiler discussion of the movie Snowpiercer from 2013? Uh, it's available on Netflix, which is where I believe we both watched mm. it from, where I yeah. watched it from, and so so you can rent it on Amazon Prime, but it's probably it's just cheaper actually to buy Netflix. Yeah, and use that anyway, right. or use your a, free trial or something if you never used it. Right, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, you can make a free email. Yeah, anyway, we want to get to go into right. that. Um, so uh, the, I want to talk about Snowpiercer because this was, uh, yeah, a much more intense movie than I thought. I kind of compared it to it felt even almost like not a western but no country for old men at points with just the level of violence yeah. and anxiety and thrill almost like roller coaster like at the same time through uh, like a mad, mad max uh, like sort of thing at times or like with the different segments and stuff yeah sort of like mad max uh exactly with 
very like Mad Max with like the whole you know train Mm. the moving car but when I say no country because you know it would be like there's some talking and some like drama and then some occasional humor sprinkled in and then it would be very violent kind of surprisingly and uh it very and it was you know very dark and gritty and so a lot of the tone just felt very you know somber uh i mean it's not western it is it is a different tone i i guess i just was only comparing it to no country you know my all-time favorite because uh it's almost like a bleak you know hopeless movie and it just interweaves in and out between very violent and very dramatic so uh right yeah and it's and it's kind of interesting since it's a South Korean filmmaker, right? Bon yeah, Bon Yeah, Bon Joon Ho. I believe is how you say his name, but I'm probably saying that wrong. So, so <laughs> I hear you. But it's interesting, though. Yeah, so he, that he uh, had, you know, been the figurehead for this film. It's just, uh, you know, I just wouldn't have expected or anything, or would have thought you know, anything of it, so. Yeah, I know he, he, it's from a book, Oh, yeah. uh, the story, like, the, the base of the story, but I know, uh, I mean, obviously, a lot of it, how it translates the screen, mm. like, I'm pretty sure, just how, how things translate to screen is, is always way different, and, uh, yeah, they had Chris Evans as the lead who really worked, um, I thought, yeah. I, you know, he was kind of a cool, figure with some uh very uh i don't want to use the word interesting but we'll just use that for now uh some kind of dark some good you know and anyway just some interesting turns things happened with him uh yeah since he was he was uh, kind of the reluctant like leader i guess uh you know he didn't really want to be that um person but you know, everyone was kind of pushing him to that he would be like a natural leader, and they need someone to yeah. be the mastermind and think stuff like that. So, you know, it's definitely some interest in the arc with that character for sure. Especially learn, especially yeah. learning his past, which you know later on in the movie. Yep, yep, and um, just. Yeah, yeah, there's there's some interesting stuff with that character and, and really the whole the whole movie. And there's one scene in particular where I, I don't know, maybe it was just the mood, but it, it one, it, I just want to say it really worked. But uh, I'm trying to describe it without spoiling. I'm trying to guess which a, one. <laughs> a, a it was sort of a reveal of of a well, I'll just say like an antagonistic force of like you know a bad guy and. Uh, it, it, it's just it was just sort of like being face to face with like like you if you're unarmed and you're being faced with like a giant almost like the diablo butcher you know or just some giant butcher and it was just it it, it was just super it was kind of scary yeah just seeing a reveal and then just seeing uh <laughs> this antagonistic force that it's just right. uh there's there's so was, many parts it, like that exactly that are yeah there's quite a few parts I think you know which one I'm describing. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah I, for sure. Yeah. It, um, once I think of that one, then the rest kind of flood, flood in. But yeah, that one is like stands out as a. Uh... When I started seeing, 
I'm just kind of empathetic. So when I start seeing sharp objects, I mean, my body just starts hurting because I just, I really hate, it's hard for me to watch people get cut. Yeah, and the sound design and everything, you know, the noise. Uh, that was one thing that was a little over the, <laughs> it was a little over the top and it made me laugh at points, right. but it, I can tell that that was like intentional and it wasn't necessarily bad, but I kind of like, it would be a really serious moment and then there would be kind of like a, uh, it would almost be like a really cheesy blood splatter and almost like a comical, I don't know, video game yeah. or comic book kind of action sequence. And it was a bit like, wait, was this, this was just super dramatic. And, and I know the South, I'm pretty sure a lot of South Korean films are like that, but this, this particular director has a lot of dark humor mixed in his stuff like that. So uh, some people find it hit or miss. And I didn't think it like broke the movie, but it could be, it's a little weird. I can right. see it. Yeah, distracting to say the least, at the, at the least. <clears throat> right. There's some, <laughs> it's almost like hearing a, the Wilhelm, the <laughs> scream in the, in the middle. Yeah. Of so it, it just stands out. Some things just stand out so much and you kind of can't help but like laugh when it happens. And in a way, you it takes away some seriousness of the movie. But I do feel like that was intentional. So it's not like just, uh, you know, like the bleakest the like the as these action sequences are going on you know there's some like uh yeah, i guess a, levity yeah levity to it that was it uh-huh so it's not just a, like a, watching a slaughterhouse or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> or like 300 that movie or something i've never seen 300 but yes i was actually kind of glad you said that because i felt like the sentiment of 300 like the a lot of the that same yeah you're facing uh, against insurmountable no. odds in the, yeah it's like it's crazy but you have a small amount of four yeah. versus a large amount of oversupplied people True. it's like how you know, how do you kind of conquer this because i mean the story just to kind of describe the plot i guess in, in a way the story is the a long train that try it's a post-apocalyptic world where the world is frozen over and a train drives around the world and each year it completes one trip and these people are, are uh, you know, all, all of humanity is aboard this train. The poor people are stuck crammed into the, like the tail car, which is just one small car at the end. And they are not aware they're locked in there with no room and like no food. They get these like little protein yeah. <laughs> cubes, which you learn about later in an informational, uh, you know, stuff. Uh, and, it's a, uh, yeah. It's kind of sad. It's it, there's a bit of like class war yeah, going on. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I was going to mention that too at some point. Like the kind of almost like a hierarchy or something, you know, or like class based mm-hmm. system. Like it. Yeah, I'm fulfilling my role. Right. Yeah, I'm just doing my. And, duty. and there's yeah. so many different styles and the trains too. Like you just go from one setting to another, and it's like totally off the wall like mishmash of different you know like scenes and just types of environment like it was just kind of took me by surprise the entire trip so just yeah almost i almost got like i don't know like willy wonka type stuff or something or yeah it's crazy at times just how 
like with how wacky yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it's supposed to. Like, it's almost like a circus <laughs> right. in, in ways. It's, it's, it's weird to say that, but in some ways it, it feels like you're going through multiple exhibits and multiple displays of like brutality and just emotion and, and yeah. you know, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's hard to watch and even more harder to watch. There were just things that were said or discussed that was, that was a bit more gut wrenching, gut wrenching than anything. Um, I, I, just how they talk about, you know, war and the necessities of like what the poor had like have to do and had to do under the, the worst circumstances. Yeah. What, just a, to sustain you know, existence, you know, just to, yeah, but just like what uh, what the main people the main person describes and what later you know he, I guess what he describes as what the poor had to do to survive it just is it you know it's very difficult to hear and that was for me sort of the hardest information to hear uh, but and that you all I felt like you also get a good interesting perspective of some of the the higher class who you know said that they have their own in their opinion they have their own you know struggles and they're like we're just you know we're trapped in in our role to you know sort of a, a sentiment and it's like yeah but your role includes <laughs> you know a mansion <laughs> not, i mean not a mansion this movie but right, luxury exactly yeah. so it's like you're like oh, i'm just trapped in this role and i have to do things i don't want to either and you know it's like the poor <laughs> trapped in like whole different circumstances and you know, it's just not to say that every, you know, rich or well-off person feels like that, but surely a lot of them Definitely. feel, you know, like I have my struggles too. These, you know, these poor people need right. to struggle. And then, and then we all have a struggle. And yeah, and then just like, I mean, I, this part kind of almost made me think of myself, not exactly, but like just the looks that, you know, they would give, uh, you know, the uh, yeah. lower class, like, tail workers. And, mm-hmm. But, I mean, it does happen. And I've been, you know, guilty before. Like, it's not, you know, good or anything. But, like, when I see, you know, like a homeless person sometimes and, you know, they're kind of little, you know, they're, might be dirty and you know might have mm-hmm. like uh you know the clothing they're wearing and like i've caught myself on occasion and i have to just you know keep an open mind and think like you know it's you don't know what they've had to do and things like that so it just you know yeah made me think like i sometimes i've been no better than that like in that sense you know just like looking looking and down I, on yeah for sure, for sure. I know what you mean by by looking by by looking looking down on because I, I think, uh, like having, ju- like judgment mm. in a way is is good because that's like how that's ultimately how we choose not to go down like, I guess a, a dark alleyway and like yeah. hey you know this looks like someone <laughs> where I would get jumped or where someone would you know try to. Yeah. or whatever that's how you avoid danger um but at the same time you can't like so it's yeah it's a matter of like kind of controlling it where you know uh, i don't know you can't judge like the person's 
morality, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's just being reasonable with your judgment, your bill. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, not judging the whole book by its cover. And I, I agree. I've, I found myself gotten a lot better at that where I've just tried to help people. I used to be uh, like as a teenager in kind of early twenties and stuff, even when I was more of a sort of a punk, I like homeless and people asking on the streets, I just wouldn't help as much because uh, I was like, Oh, they're just not going to use it, you know, even to take care of themselves. And, and it's like, if they really want help, they should, they can go, you know, fix their problem. They can go to, especially if they're holding up a sign that says like something along the lines of a religious mm-hmm. sentiment and then, you know, it says God bless. And it's like, look, you can go volunteer at a church. They would gladly accept your help. They would feed you for yeah. that. Like you can, you can establish yourself in some, there's more communities for that than, than anything. And not to say you're taking advantage of it. I mean, you're, you're, if you're looking for help, there are these outlets. And so I was judging them saying they're not taking these. And now I've come to understand that it, like, you know, I can't understand their circumstances. All I can see is that, like, look how bad of a circumstance that they're in. Like, I don't know what they're going to do, you know, with this couple dollars or something. But, you know, I, I, I've wasted money on fast food that I've just, like, thrown out and stuff. So do I, like, do I need to go buy this Wendy's cheeseburger? No, I can, you know, lose some, lose some weight. So I'll, you know, give them a couple bucks. I've just become more open to that. So it's, yeah. it has, that's non-existent oh, yeah. since COVID really because I don't right yeah <laughs> I wonder how the homeless people uh, well actually there's that's I have a other the other perspective I'm out all the time delivering so yeah for DoorDash and I've noticed more than ever in my entire life more oh, homeless on the streets oh, that makes like, sense noticeable actually, yeah. more just... than I could ever imagine yeah. to tell you the truth so it's like well yeah. not really but I've been in California, so <laughs> so. But oh, I've, sure, sure. But yeah, just yeah, more yeah. I, I had to I just know. change that real quick. But yeah, yeah. Mostly uh, yeah, <laughs> Arizona-wise, it's the most I've seen yeah. in the twelve years or so. Of, uh, but I. Oh, is that out this way or more uh, Phoenix? Kind of both, to tell you the truth. De- more probably, yeah. More in like the Phoenix, but. I don't know, man. Temp, Tempe, sure. Temp, right. but Tempe and West Mesa, though, is, are kind of worse than I expected. Getting that's where I would notice where you would see the notice because there's already, I mean, at least in yeah. spots of Phoenix, you know, concentrations yeah. of homeless. Uh, but if you're seeing more of that, like you know, a flood in Tempe and, and Mesa, then yeah, I mean, that's yeah, where yeah, exactly. That's, and those are the areas I'm. Those are the areas Very I'm sad. in a lot mostly. So. Exactly. Sure. But um, yeah, the movie yeah. just kind well, of reminded me of that in a sense. So <laughs> the movie also reminded me of the riots oh, yeah. happening right now, just because of the violence and like uh, the looting and sort of like the, these clashes of of cultures and of kind of perspectives and everything. I mean, the the problem was there was no like communication yeah, here in the movie. But it's uh, uh, yeah, just. Um, more of just the the rights is what it was sort of reminding me of, of of just like this fighting the authority of like you know standing up and things getting violent when it's like like gosh can't we all just like make it one train and make it all together can't we all just get along 
morons and it like especially you you hear the rich talk about like it's all right. about balance and it's all about keeping the harmony and, like you like we all have these roles to you know fulfill and it's like what they have to just be locked in the in the back and i guess they're just an extra i don't know it, it kind of leaves that up to it leaves a lot up to imagination in the, the movie which is kind of yeah. cool uh so, there's oh i was just what to say like they were referred to as like freeloaders at one point right i think by a character or something i might have read that read that after yeah but it's so, so it's like well i'm sure there's stuff they could do to earn their keep and be treated better i don't it's like they don't even it's crazy in the in the school because there there is a rich yeah. person school and i don't know like yeah two, that part's crazy like too by the way but, yeah that that <laughs> That was that was a little disturbing stuff. It was teaching the you know like about the poor, basically propaganda that the poor people were right. like evil and stuff like that. And it's just like oh, so then the you know the richer you know bred in this mm. way to hate the poor, and so it just sort of keeps this class system going. And when, when they're describing the balance, that you can kind of see in you know all of this is like an allegory of of like the train is an allegory of a metaphor for for i guess things you can kind of have your interpretations i feel but uh it's just more of you have this class system of saying like here like we control the morality and the balance of this train and it's like hold on who you know who are you to say who controls the balance who you know who gets to who do you have right to say like you know these people die these people live and just taking authority in our own hands and then it just sucks that it takes violence to sort of solve these problems sometimes. And not that the movie's necessarily trying to say that, just that's what it was sort of kind of aligning to in just right now. Um, I'll say that the violence is solving the problem. I just mean that's what they're using to solve mm. the problem. Uh, I mean, it kind of <laughs> solved the problem <laughs> I don't know if it's all the problems in Snowpiercer. It's yeah. a weird movie. But... Yeah, it's it's something else. Honestly, it's more than I thought. I just I you know you look at it, it's just like huh, Snowpiercer. It's just like some yeah, like run and gun, you know, action thing, yeah. generic action movie or something. It's like no, it is a it is a violent action movie. It's yeah, my radar. yeah. Uh, I, mean, I think I would give it like a you know, like a B plus. I mean, I may give or take more. I haven't watched a second time. I just, you know, I, I'm pretty solid. I'm like, Hey, that was a, that was a good, you know, good movie. I, I would recommend it for anyone who can, who likes action movies and can stomach violence yeah, and stuff. Pleasantly uh, surprising. It's, it's a pretty, yeah, it was, it was an entertaining movie. It had some like parts where I felt like actual, you know, anxiety or like thrill. And so it was, uh, it was cool. Um, good act, you know, some good action stuff. It was, uh, it was fun and uh, emotional, kind of sad. So, but I, I would recommend it. Yeah. Would, uh, would you? Yeah, definitely. Um, it is a very solid film, and it's. Uh, I have read that the TV show wasn't quite as well received, unfortunately. But yeah, but um, yeah. I mean, it's fairly new so it might take it, who knows maybe it's something yeah, that'll get a cult it, it, following or something later a lot it of things could catch on yeah since this film i don't 
I I really don't remember any huge buzz or popularity when it came in 2013. So it's like no. years years no, later, this know. thing, yeah, it could come back. Yeah, it's still kind of like Contagion too was heard on Netflix too. Like not that I mean that did have hype in 2008, but now it now it had more hype than the year it came out. It feels yeah, like. so it's, it's crazy. But, um, so stuff stuff can get anyway. can get brought back anyway. up. So. And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think we've kind of really said all we can about Snowpiercer without going into spoilers. But so, I mean, to you know, recommend for me and Devin. So that's good. Check it out. I guess if you like, vi- check it out if you like violent action movies with an actual, you know, yeah, good, food, some food for story. Stuff. Stuff. Last cool. Yeah. So. From here, we can just go to. We're we're pretty close to fifteen minutes, so we can just go to the outro. I have a. I have a. Uh, uh, I guess I don't need to declare it the outro on, actually on the broadcast, whatever. But the I the movie that I picked that uh, you kind of brought up before, and I just can't help it. I mean, I have to go with Uncut Gems. It's available on Netflix. If you know, you can rent it on Prime too. But oh, nice! Probably get Netflix. I, and uh, actually... yeah, Uncut Gems. I, I want to watch Adam Sandler. At, at right, and uh, to tell you the truth, I actually watched that a few nights ago, so so I'm pretty good no, about right. talking about it. So cool. yeah, it's crazy. I broke down and watched it. Yeah, I was I I watched it cool. like before Snowpiercer because I I wanted to have Snowpiercer more fresh in my mind, so I watched that last night, literally. So yeah. Well, this will give you a chance to rewatch yeah. it if you want. If not, then you already have your homework yeah. done. So, but uh, I still you, want to, yeah, you know. <laughs> very much talk about it. So it's, yeah. We'll still we'll still discuss this one because I need to to watch this one. And I mean, I'm a yeah. big fan of Punch Drunk Love, um, which like I'm 20 years ago, almost and, what 2002 or something. Oh gosh, yeah. I, yeah, I think two, it was oh, two dollars. Like, oh, oh. Right? Oh, jeez. Oh no! Oh, that's great. Um, so yeah, nice to. It'll be it'll be fun to watch. So Uncut Gems is uh, yeah, available on Netflix, starring Adam Sandler. It is not a uh, Adam Sandler like comedy movie. This is a like crime, yeah, thriller, uh, drama. Uh, I don't know much about the plot other. than then, like, Adam Sandler is a drooly dealer who has a, kind of a complicated life. It's kind mm-hmm. of the, the gist of what I know. And it's available on Netflix, so we'll check that out. Brian Devin, well, thank you for your time. Thanks, anyone for, who listened to uh, this far, made this far yep. down the rabbit hole. Uh, <laughs> it was fun. I liked it. So, anyway, uh, yeah, good night, everyone. Definitely. Be safe out there. And, uh, We'll talk about on Kajim's next week. Take care.